Oh, my pleasure to be here. Tuesday night, uh, about an hour meeting. I got to hear about half of it before the power went out yesterday. Uh, I had a chance to listen to the second half, but we'll go through that. But in the meantime, any other uh, breaking news to report? No, you know, just uh, business as usual. Uh, we got the rest of the displays up in the new visitors open I, air visitor center I was, across the street. I, bring, I haven't made it over there yet, but I noticed that uh, there's something there. Yes, we uh, we have the main displays there. We're waiting on some large ones that will be mounted on the walls, but uh, the freestanding displays are, are all finished. And I think that when people go and check it out, visitors and locals alike. It showcases all of our attractions, tells a lot of our history, really roots you in the downtown and tells the downtown history, especially the architecture. Uh, We have panels on local African-American history. We have panels on all of our attractions, all our architecture. We have panels on the steamboat history that uh, is such an important part of our past. We have uh, three panels on the inner urban, which was the trolley streetcar that ran from New Iberia to Generet that basically automobiles put out of business. It came right at the turn of the century. But uh, just really neat, and I think for the first time, you a visitor will come and see what you see in many other downtowns. They kind of root you to our history, root you to the downtown, gives you, gives you that sense of place. Um, have some panels that kind of show where you are now, shows many of the buildings downtown before the renovations over the last, you know, 40 years, I guess. But uh, really gives you a sense of place. So I'm very proud of that. I think it's something a long time coming. We also yesterday put the seals up. Uh, one of the last little features of the Veterans Memorial was the, uh, to put the seals of service, the different branches of service. There's seven. We put those came in. We put those up yesterday. Um, the last piece of the puzzle is I have some signage coming that says Veterans Memorial um, on top of the wall. Uh, and so that's coming, but that's almost over, except for people, which bricks are still available, $100 mm-hmm. a brick, you know, and that money goes to a great cause. So uh, we still have bricks for sale, of course, but uh, just also the, the opportunity to recognize yeah, of a, a veteran, if you wish. And yeah, yeah, to thank them for their service. Um, so those things are ongoing, but that was just on my mind because I, I actually like it when I get to go out to the site and do stuff. And so this week we got both of those things done right across the street. Excellent. This week uh, you offered an update on some of the street projects. Uh, I had an opportunity to enjoy Field Street uh, yeah. yesterday. I had to go out to the Tyler's site there. And, boy, I hope you uh, have LaSalle on that project yes. list uh, as well. It Woo. is, and many more, and many that we need to do. But yeah. uh, trying to keep people updated of what's going on, what's happening. It's been many, many years since the city had a road program. It's $12.5 million. I think we're 60 days into a 280-day project, and plus, you know, uh, rain and everything else can can delay that. But uh, th- that project is moving well. We had our first blip in the newspaper yesterday, and I have much more to come in November. We're asking the voters to take a millage and reallocate it. The city will spend a million dollars that we've saved for this purpose. We'll pay off an old sewer debt millage, and then we're asking the voters to reallocate that same millage right back, same rate, no new taxes, and that's going to give us a 20-year road program. And immediately we'll bond out $10 million, and I really feel the schedule. I talked to the engineer yesterday. If we're successful with this initiative, we will be able to bond $10 million more before they finish the road program in early next year and just keep it moving. I mean, that would be awesome. And then we'll have seven hundred to $750,000 a year for 20 years for road maintenance. 
and we'll have the set up the next mayor, uh, I'll be gone, and the next mayor in 10 years, that first bond would be paid off, and they'd be able to borrow another $10 million in another bond uh, initiative. So that totals $35 million, if anybody's counting, that we would have to spend on roads in the next 20 years, which would finally give us a, a real substantial road program because we don't have it. And the problem that I'm faced with now is our 12.5 is not going to do every street because just like you said, what about LaSalle Street? I get that all day, every day, and I should get it. I mean, it's the truth. It is what it is. There's going to be a whole lot of whatabouts mm-hmm. left after the 12.5 yeah. million. We definitely need to continue this or we stay in the same cycle the city's been in for the past four or five mayors of spend one shot of money and then you're done. And it's, it becomes the next person's issue because you can't bond out anymore for roads. I don't want to end up in that position and would like to have a continuous road program because that's what we need. Uh, for a town our size, it's ridiculous that we didn't pull this off a long time ago. But for whatever reason, it, you know, there were other issues. There were other bigger challenges. We are fortunate that, you know, the focus is on this right now because others have handled other things that I didn't have to. I mean, that's just the way you got to look at it. But uh, so uh, that's important. I'll start my uh, different community groups and uh, going around uh, hosting meetings and just kind of getting the word out of what we're trying to do. But uh, that's why I come here. You know, it's a great opportunity I get with you every two weeks to talk about these things. But uh, but we did put out a road notice, and we'll continue to do that to keep people abreast of, you know, what's coming. Yeah. And uh, got one coming up uh, Monday. Uh, again, Plantation Drive from Lorville Road to the dead end there. Yes. Yes. Yep. So we're, uh, we're spreading it out. and It's been in each district. Engineers assessed all the streets, picked the worst ones in each district, or the ones that, you know, for an, from an engineering perspective, were the most dangerous or were the streets that we needed to address first. But I know it's not enough. That's why I'm continuing to think of creative ways to keep it moving. I know someone asked, um, you know, you're focusing on asphalt first. Yes. There, there's a reason, I yes. guess, for that. The reason is asphalt is a mess, okay? All of that remilling, all of that uh, pulling it off the roads. We have to stockpile that, that mill mess somewhere or haul it off. All of the, you know, the asphalt that is being ground up. You don't have to do that. It's not as bad for the concrete streets. They are cheaper and quicker. The other thing, like already, I got a notice from the contractor that they're having problems or could have potential supply chain issues with the asphalt. Mm -hmm. So I want to start that as soon as I can. There actually could be some times that I got to stop on asphalt because they're going to say they can't get it. We are hoping that isn't the case, but they didn't send me that letter for no reason. They didn't make it up in the corner. So that was another reason was because asphalt, we don't have a plant in New Iberia. So all that's coming in from, you know, another plant. There are very few plants out there. It is harder to find an asphalt contractor than it is to find a concrete contractor, you know, somebody who does concrete streets. So all of those things came into consideration that if that's the worst part, the wor- the amount of equipment it takes to mill down those roads and to bring in and do all the prep work for resurfacing an asphalt street is much more than concrete. The logistics of moving all that equipment and tearing your town up, you need to make that mess first anytime you can. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Any other project updates uh, before we uh, shift gears to Tuesdays? You know, let's see. The roofs, the materials are in. Most of the materials are in at the two gyms. The weather's not cooperating, but the roofs are beginning on the gyms, which that's a good thing. Uh, We awarded all of the, very exciting, we awarded all the Pepperplex work uh last night 
we are able to give those people their notices to proceed. And I think it's so funny. You know, people put, and I look at it, I just don't respond. People put on Facebook, well, let's hope they do everything they said they were going to do. You know, ridiculous. Um, not only are we doing everything we said we were going to do, we're actually turfing those extra fields for the t-ball fields that we didn't even have and never even talked about, but we realized it's the right thing to do. So very excited to see that all that work is beginning. So um, that's, that's a good thing. We uh, Upcoming, we took bids on the marina behind City Hall, and so that, that'll be the next discussion item and, and, and go through the steps to get that approved at the next couple of meetings um, for that project. Felicity's landing is through the through the uh, Corps of Engineers and back with the state. And whenever they release the uh, architects to begin their work, they'll get on that. So that that's probably three or four months of planning and uh, facility planning approvals and those kind of things for that can bid. Um, we let six contracts two meetings ago. So dirt work will start on the splash pad. Remember, we let that contract a while back, but we didn't want to start. We wanted to let the kids use the splash pad in the West End until they went back to school. So we have a meeting this afternoon, and Public Works, as part of the donation or the match or however you want to look at it, they'll be doing the dirt work. So that dirt work will start this month so that by next month the contractors can hit. So splash pad, everything's been ordered. Many of the components are in. The contractor has them. So once we do the dirt work in September-ish, that work will get started. So that's another one happening. Um, We are about have one block at a time, the litter program and the anti-violence program for the police department. All those are ARPA projects. Those are all almost completely fleshed out. I mean, you, you cannot create something without creating a plan. Uh, fail to plan, plan on failing. So those things are just about all fleshed out and running through legal, running through everybody, getting opinions from a whole lot of people just to make sure that what we're doing is is the most fiscally responsible. And from a liability point of view, anytime you do something new, you got to think of that. Um, and just from a community point of view, of you know what's it, what's the impact going to be? The big thing that it's it's always to try to create something with value. We're not over here just trying right, to waste right. time. But those three programs are about to launch. Um, so we've got a lot going on. It, uh, my desk is full of piles of projects. Yeah, I talk to Larry Richard, parish president, just about every day. Yeah. And he's been saying it's a good time to you know, have a, be in government right now. He's because right. Because there's some projects that are getting done in the parish, too. He's right. No, and I see that, and I appreciate his efforts and everybody's efforts on that parish level. That's, that's the big boys. That's a step up from us. But... Uh, it is a good time. I, I could definitely say that, you know, being broken government wouldn't be any fun. <laughs> yeah, and people have been there. Yes. No doubt about it. No doubt. You know, yesterday I t- told you I was coming back uh, from the west side. And yes. noticed, uh, and maybe it's my imagination, but the Vine Street uh, area where you did some drainage work, uh, or maybe it was the state doing some drainage work, but seems to be Both. effective. It is. It is. I think it's helping. I can't wait till we get to do the Hopkins Street work. Uh, it's part of the road swap because they're going to have to tear that street completely up for almost a year. But when we get those big drain boxes that go all the way to the bayou, that's really going to help move a lot of water out of the West End. But the Vine Street stuff is helping. Um, we have new drainage projects coming. We have some uh, ARPA money that is dedicated to drainage. So we are engineers are kind of uh, fleshing out those projects as well. So, yeah, you're right. It's a good time to be in government. All right. 
City Council met on Tuesday night. Um, again, uh, dealt with a couple of ordinances that were up for final adoption. Uh, talk about LawCo and the renewal with them. Yeah, we renewed with LawCo. Uh, did some negotiating. Didn't didn't feel it was good enough, and did a one year agreement, which is kind of you know unusual. But did a one year agreement so that we could talk some more. We talked some more. I can't say that a whole lot changed. We got some planning information. We'll get some piping diagrams and information of where piping is that we didn't have before. They, of course, will do everything they need to do to help keep our fire our uh, fire rating at two. That's a big deal that we had to have in there, uh, and that concerns whatever upgrades they have to do for pressures and flows and those kind of things when they come to rate us because that helps our citizens have a lower uh, insurance rate so that was critical that's in there um we didn't really gain any giant dollar amount of you know it's just not the same thing like Clico's. i plan on you know getting a check from Clico. yeah and it depends on how big it is is how much we negotiate and uh that's coming uh this year toward the end of the year it'll begin but uh Loco wasn't really, uh, and it has not been that type of franchise. We have many franchise agreements. And uh, the other thing that we wanted was uh, we were about to do all the street work and hopefully more street work. So when you go to break the street, I need some better cuts and I need, you know, a better patch. Um, so we, we had some good conversations and I think, you know, got some good working relationship stuff going. But, uh, you know, it wasn't like there was a big takeaway on either side. I think it's pretty much uh, the same agreement. One thing that uh, stood out to me, and maybe it's standard, uh, the franchise to Lawco, its successors, or its successors, is there talk about... Uh, no, there sale? isn't, but the way our world works, I mean, you yeah. look at every local bank, you look at every, you know, how many businesses are being bought out, uh, it is something that could happen. Um, we, I don't think that was in there with, uh, they didn't let me know, hey, you know, we're on the block, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I do think that in the world we live in now and the way things are changing as fast as they are when it comes to businesses and acquisitions, uh, I'm seeing that a lot on stuff that I hadn't seen before. And I would Maybe imagine, everybody's for sale, you know. You know it, it protects both sides. It does. Uh, it does. That way, uh, the, the, and again, we have no reason. That way they have an agreement. Somebody yeah, else exactly. has an agreement. Exactly. They know what they're getting yeah. into if they buy, and you know right. that you're Well, protected. like, okay, we had a franchise agreement with Clico for the last 20 years, which we've had for a very long time. Which, please remember, everyone, Clico owns every pole, every transmission line, every substation, every bit of the electrical grid, everything of it. They own that. So I can't say, hey, Clico, you know, I'm taking bids from uh, Entergy. You know, it doesn't work that way. There, there's no way I can ever. All I have is a right-of-way. The only thing we really do in the franchise agreement is let them operate in the right-of-way. It's also controlled by the Public Service Commissioner. They, many, many, many years ago, basically gave each utility a section and kind of gave them a, a monopoly. There's no two ways to put it. They, they do oversee them. And my point of all this is that while we had the franchise agreement with Clico, they got bought out by some Australians, mm. you know, who have totally changed the way it operates um, in more than one way. But uh, so those things can happen. Yeah. Understood. Big business. Another ordinance that was up for final adoption, and we kind of spoke of it, the Pepperplex um, budget. Yes. Yes, we had some budget amendments so that we could move some money, and we actually are investing more money uh, and figured out a way to do that through the EDD that we haven't spent yet. 
Uh, so it wasn't committed, except that it was committed to the Pepperplex. So we got to shift some of that to help with the construction to make sure that we do everything we said we were going to do. Gotcha. You had a problem with one of the bids, uh, the concession stands? Yeah, unfortunately we did. Uh, The low bidder who would have saved us a hundred and something thousand dollars, so, you know, I didn't take this lightly, Uh, didn't fill out some paperwork, uh, didn't uh, do something he needed to, and it was a requirement. It's a state law. It's not us. And so because he didn't have the carpet resolution attached to his bid, which says he has the approval to do what he needs to do for the company, um, you have to have it. I lost a project before in my, cool, I'm getting old 30, almost 40 years of being a contractor. Um, that's ridiculous. Um, I lost a bid once because I, I didn't do the corporate resolution. I just forgot it. This guy just didn't fill it out. Um, there, there is no way to go back and no, clean that no, up? No. And believe me, for over $100,000, I would have done it. Yeah. Uh, and for myself personally, many years ago, I would have figured out a way to do it. It was a nice job. But, uh, no, there isn't. When you turn in a bid as a licensed contractor, if you don't have your license number on it, they won't read your bid. Okay? If you miss some of the documentation in it, they can say you're a disqualified bidder. Um, uh, And that's what happened. So he was eliminated uh, because he didn't have, and we got an opinion on it. You know, Jeff Simon, our city attorney, is very thorough. And he said it was really clear that we had to reject that bid and go with the second bidder. Well, the second bidder was higher, um, so it cost more money. But, I mean. Did it offer anything better? No. No? No. 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 It's a technicality, and it's the same, you know, you're getting the same job you would have got for a hundred and some thousand dollars cheaper had the paperwork been right. But that's, that's the bid game. I mean, you can't change state law, and that's the way it works. Gotcha there. I've been on both sides of it. Was able to uh, award uh, at least, and there, there may be more that I'm not aware of, but uh, local company in Dixie Electric for the lighting. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. And there are other local companies, I think, you know, I mean, I'll, there's a lot of subcontractors out there, and I am, I am hopeful that we will have, you know, a lot of local participation because I realize that money turns over in your community. I don't know if it's really seven times, that's what you always hear, but anytime you do use a local company, you know, <sighs> great example dixie's going to probably buy from bayou electric you know they they employ people who live in town they employ people that eat lunch here that Mm -hmm. you know pay taxes that buy gas here all of that adds up that that money that we are surcharging the economy and because basically local government is economic development if you run it right and you are spending dollars and and have projects and and attract grant dollars and state dollars and even kind of reimagine how you would spend your own dollars, the more you put it into projects, the more you put it into developing your community, the more it is, you know, truly economic development. So I'm always happy to see local contractors. There you go. And, and you know, I'm geosurfaces uh, the, for the artificial uh, turf, it's not like everybody's doing that kind of work. Right. Uh, it's, it's tough to find, go local with something like that. Right, and people don't really understand public bid law. Public bid law, you can come from China. Yeah. You meet all the requirements, you know, I'm, I'm going to speak Chinese. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. So uh, sometimes you can't pick, but it is an added bonus when, when you're employing local people. There you go. Approved uh, a contract with Minville and Associates for grant administration consulting services. Uh, for specific projects or uh yeah we got some money and boy there was some confusion on that we had to get kevin in there and i'm still not i'm still researching something that i don't think is quite right but uh we got two hundred thousand dollars and we committed that to the air conditioning at sear gates we got another hundred 
But we also got 100 from Capital Outlay, and I told the story of the Capital Outlay money because I really thought it was that money. Uh, now I had Kevin research it, and actually it's, uh, and I will correct that at the next meeting, it's another $100,000 that we got that they kind of said apply to whatever you want. Well, it is so weird, like uh, President Richard says, a good time being government. It is pretty, pretty crazy when you get just letters yeah. in the mail yeah. that, hey, you're, you're getting $200,000. Uh, oh, you're getting $100,000. Uh, so anyway, but that money, um, we went over that and hired Richard Menville to help us with that. And, and I almost said that in the discussion. I, it kind of slipped my mind. I thought about it. So much happens at a meeting. Um, I wanted to say, well, yeah, now you see why we hired Richard Menville because, uh, and he's done all of our grant work since long before I've gotten there. So he will keep it straight and fill out all the correct paperwork and does a great job of figuring all this out. But it is a crazy time that, you know, people are just writing you letters and handing you money. There you go. Domang Zabo and Associates are going to do some services for a project entitled Grant Match Funding for Wastewater Projects. Yes. We are in the process of we own half the plant. You remember Plant 3 with the parish. Some of the work is there, uh, and they're working on that. We have work that is going on for our big plant. We have work that's going on with rehab and reflow of lines and bringing sewer from one plant to another rerouting we got a ton of sewer projects coming many of them paid for arpa some of them paid with the water sector money some of it is we use a match from arpa to get the water sector money but we'll we will be spending millions of dollars on sewer what we hired the engineers to do is vince palumbo is our director he has made a list of the kind of critical path projects and so this engineering will allow them because one person asked you know you spend in the engineering before you got the money well, we need to plan these projects anyway. They are all needed and crucial. So they are, we are paying them to do the engineering and lay out the groundwork. So as we get these grants, we will be able to proceed with the work. The backup plan, if I wouldn't get the grants, okay, because that could happen, we would do SRF uh, low-interest loans, and that's how we would pay for it. So either way, we are preparing the, the path of the next few years of sewer uh, rehab and upgrades. Gotcha. Uh, also approved an uh, intergovernmental agreement with the school board in regard to school resource offices. And after Uvalde, obviously, it's on people's mind, uh, back oh, of to course, school. Of course. What um, schools will get those resources? We have offices? three. We used to have two, and now we have three. So Senior High, uh, J-Hop, and Anderson. Okay. And those are our three schools. And that is at the request of the school board. Keep in mind, the other schools, the bigger schools, are outside the city Correct. Limits. It's because yeah. we're not. That's the only ones that we have right. jurisdiction to do this right, in. Right. The sheriff's department, who does a great job, they do the schools out in the parish. And so we added J-Hop. That was something that just got added this past year. Well, we also, as we talked about on earlier shows, we had some raises in the PD because we were losing too many patrolmen, and uh, we had to we got to compete. So we had some pay raises. So we ended up doing a new contract because it allowed for the new school as well as uh, a slight increase. Gotcha. So that's what that was about. How about traffic control, uh, you know, after school, before school, uh, doing any of that? We really don't. We get requested of that all the time by all the schools. And if I tied up my officers doing that, I wouldn't have enough officers on that shift. And it just works out that's the same shift. You know, you guys work a 12-hour yeah. Guys and gals work a 12-hour shift, I would lose. I don't have another shift to bring in, so we really can't do that. 
um, if they choose to let the SRO officer do something, and I do see that sometime at the school they're assigned to, if any, I've, I've seen where there's been wrecks or there's been something and they come out and handle that. Uh, we'll handle a wreck. We'll handle something like that of with course, our regular yeah. officers. But I meant like to direct traffic or something like that. We, we just can't. We don't have the resources to do that. I mean, one thing about law enforcement, we're four years old. We started it at a great time when the city really needed it. And we started at a crazy time when law enforcement, uh, more and more officers are leaving. More and more officers are not, you know, more and more people are not choosing to go into that, that profession. Uh, that profession has come under a lot of fire and been vilified. And you had, you know, when we were building the department, you had people defunding theirs. You know, it's just a kind of a crazy time. So every department right now is short. And I got to think that part of it is, you know, it's just it's just not a, a field of endeavor that people are flocking to go to. Um, you know, you got to remember, a, a police officer, they see humanity at its worst. They see our local citizens at their worst. Uh, and very often, yeah. I mean, you know, you, the, the stats prove it. So it's it's not for the faint of heart, and it's a profession that you just have to really have a calling to do. And I didn't realize how much until I decided we're going to build the police department and, you know, and, and make some changes in our community that were desperately needed, it, how much of a calling these people have to do it. And I guess, you know, not everybody gets that. So all the departments in our area, because we really keep track of that, you know, everybody is shorthanded, everybody is making adjustments like with our pay increase and doing what we can to make sure that we hold on to the officers. But we don't have a lot of, a lot of spares. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. And uh, let's see what else uh, of note. Kevin Zarang, director to the board of the Louisiana Local Government Environmental Facilities and Community Development Authority. Yeah, it's something that he's served on since he's gotten here. They had asked him to early on. It's a board. They actually look at bonds. They look at those kind of things. What's funny, he serves on the board. Is it regional or statewide? Yes, it's a statewide thing, and he just serves on part of it. It was funny because he said in the meeting, yeah, I serve on that, but we get a cheaper rate from somebody else. You know, it's just kind of funny. But he he, uh, serves on that board along with a whole lot of finance people from all over the state. Very good. And um, the new Iberia Historic District Trails Project, uh, what's up there? Or did we already discuss that? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, I think. I mean, that was one where we uh, – substantial completion? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really Change the – Change order. Yeah, yeah it, that's the – replace the boardwalk. If you go back there, it's not completely finished, but if you go back there, you can see all the new sidewalk. It's all concrete. We've got places for benches. I think the benches might have come in. We were waiting on the benches and the trash cans. But that project is is almost finished, and then we added a little bit of electrical. Uh, we got a little bit more money from the state, so there was a little bit of electrical that we added. So that hasn't been done yet. The electrical that was in the project will be a while. I think that uh, supply chain issues, again, we're waiting on the poles, so we don't have the light poles yet. But for the most part, the project is done. Very good. Mm-hmm. And introduced an ordinance, and getting back to the PD, uh, apparently you have some surplus vehicles you're looking to sell. Well, our fleet is four years old. I don't want to make the same mistake that I watched or whatever happened with fire trucks. Remember, I always complained yeah. that all our fire trucks were the same age. So we are shifting our fleet and making sure that, that we you know keep it updated. So we're buying uh, eight or Eight new patrol cars, four new trucks, and a couple of other vehicles. We're buying like 12 vehicles, 14 vehicles. Uh, So we pick the ones that we would like to replace with that, and so we have eight of them for sale. 
Um, we have to go through this process. We have other agencies that want them. We are benefiting from the high cost of used cars. Well, if you think that's crazy, the high cost of used cop cars or, you know, outfitted units are even better. So where we didn't think what we were going to get, you know, I think we're going to get $20,000 a piece. Um, so we're starting the process. We have some local other law enforcement agencies here in Acadiana who want to buy them. So this is the beginning of the process. Very good. And we'll use the money to rig up the new cars sure. that we get in. There you go. Property standards, revisited four properties. Anything Bunch of successes, dude. Good. I mean, empty lots, clean lots. We had, you know, take them off the list and thank you for doing it. Um, we're thinking about coming up with some kind of certificate of thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, we had three people in a row that just did what they needed to do, and so they got off the list. That was awesome. Doesn't happen enough. Good to hear anything out of the council remarks. No, not really. You know, there's a gun buyback this coming weekend Absolutely. that private citizens are putting on. I'm very pleased to see that. The PD is taking a step back. We are involved to the point that they turn the guns into us. They run them through uh, all the, you know, checks, if you will, and then dispose of them properly. But uh, we don't want to be there because we don't want anybody to feel intimidated that, you know, I was going to turn right, in, right. you know my uzi but you know i saw a cop there so Taking we pictures yeah yeah so you know. you know so we're gonna let that happen uh we this the pd uh, uh the chief and i talked about it we actually put up a little money to to help with that if they don't utilize it we'll get it back if they do it if they do it again hoping for all the success do see that in some communities it does work in some communities they do get you know good guns other communities they really don't um so i'm encouraged by it, but it seems to have kind of almost become an anti violence rally at the same time uh i think it's good i mean it's great to raise awareness and to try to get that violence out of our community and get people to maybe change their mindset um of this you know it's, it's about if you don't have any any sanctity of life in you yeah i guess it's not gonna matter but for the most part you know we, we can reach as many people as we can and kind of show people that our community is better than this and deserves better and let's get this violence and these guns off the streets so uh, i'm excited to see how that goes uh, we talked about that. Um, I think that's about it. Anything out of your announcements? Or? No, not really. It was okay. a, a good little quick meeting. And, uh, you know, I could talk about projects and stuff we got coming and all that all day long. I, I got to stop every once in a while. So, no, I didn't have anything. All right. Anything else you want to add before no, we let man, you go? Just, thanks for letting me come. Someone did remark to me, and uh, mm -hmm. I didn't notice it. Dumpster's gone from Surratt Alley, but Dump what's the status there? Dumpster's gone. Approved the change order to pour the new sidewalk. The the sidewalk, as David Arland, his technical architectural term said, everybody took a whack at it. So <laughs> I thought that was funny at the meeting. Uh, they all whacked it. Uh, the city broke part of it for a, for an issue to uncover some stuff for the contractor. The contractor broke some of it. All the utility companies came in. They chewed it up. So we realized we had half a sidewalk. Mm -hmm. I can't open the street without a sidewalk. It's a blind corner. You turn. Somebody's going to get hit. So we are trying to rush it. That money, I figured out a way to pay for it. Uh, wasn't the most conventional way, but it's, it's not the contractor who did the museum. It's going to be the contractor who did the sidewalk right there that, that replaces the boardwalk. Right, right. We snatched him because he's already on site and mobilized. The other contractor's done. We were like, can you get here and pour this? I had to get creative with a, a quick way to fund the $8,000, pulled that off. Um, so I'm trying to get the sidewalk poured. So once that's done... We can open the street. Long, long, long time coming. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, always a pleasure. I know. Uh, thank you. We'll look forward to the next time. Yes, sir.